Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Adam here, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Smart Business Show. Today, we have a very special guest with us. We have Megan Rupert. She's the CEO of Scala Business Consulting, been an entrepreneur for over 13 years, and really just specialized in helping female coaches get the systems in place to scale. And uh, she has she's the founder of ladieswhoscale.com. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about scaling up. So I'm so excited to have you with us, Megan. You excited to be here? I absolutely am, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, why don't you tell everyone about you know a little bit about yourself and how you got into consulting? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, I absolutely love geeking out on this this types of conversation. So I'm really really excited to kind of dive in. Um, but yeah, I, I've I came I've been excuse me, I've been an entrepreneur, um, like at heart always. I remember we had a club when I was in, uh, when I was a kid and I was the president of the club. Like I've always been that like, come on, let's do this. Let's make this happen. Let's build this thing. Let's create that. Um, so it's always been inside of me. Um, but after kind of creating some jobs or some, some businesses for myself, you know, mild success, if anything. Um, but it was, you know, it was just that thrill of being able to create something for myself. And I absolutely loved it. Um, and one of the, um, one of the businesses that I had, one of the early businesses that I created was, um, bringing people together. So first it was through, um, fitness classes, hula hooping fitness classes. Um, and then eventually I created a yoga, music, and hula hooping festival. So it's a five-day camp out festival. Um, if you're familiar with like Burning Man or anything like that, very, very um, kind of similar vibe. Um, but after doing that, so many people started coming to me being like, Megan, like, how did you do this? I want to be able to create my own business. Like I want to be able to like follow my heart and, and do what inspires me. Like, how did you do it? And so it really just kind of pulled me into this position of like, at that point, I couldn't really give out the best business advice possible because I was still learning so much, but you know, it started by helping people to identify like their true North for figuring out like what feels good and right for you and how to become fearless and pursuing the things that you want in life. Um, and that was really kind of where it all started. Um, and many twists and turns along the way, but it really just came from a demand from the people around me, um, to help them to unlock that part of themselves, um, so that they can make their difference in the world. Yeah, definitely. And I think that people go through this phase where they have this idea, they're excited to start a business and they start helping people out. Right. Next thing, you know, you know, you get to a point where you've kind of reached your bandwidth, like you're generating the lead, you're making the sale, you're helping the client and there's no more left of you. And before you know it, you're giving 5% of you to all the different people in your life and no one's getting hundred percent of you anymore. And people start to get frustrated. You start to feel stretched. You know, you get overwhelmed and it's like, how do I get my vision beyond me now? Like, how do I, so I'm not the person all the time. So I'd love to kind of hear, you know, a little bit about your process on how you kind of help, you know, women scale, um, because that's, that's something we all want, right? We all want to get our visions beyond us. What does that look like? Absolutely. So, and that's exactly it is like when, when you do start building and you are, you know, putting your work out into the world, you're bringing people towards you, you do reach, you reach your bandwidth and you reach it way faster than you might've expected. Because for most people, when you're starting a business, you're building the business that you have. You're not thinking about the business that you necessarily want to have. 
like you might have that vision in your head, but you're like, okay, well, I'll start building that when I get to this point or when I get to that point. And these are just these like arbitrary mile markers that if you've never been there before, you're literally picking like out of the sky. Oh, okay. Once I have 10 clients, then I'll start hiring people. Like, and it means nothing um, because you don't know what what that's going to look like when you get there. Right. Um, and so that's a huge mistake. A lot of people make is you, you do, you hit that bandwidth and you think that this is the business I have. This is where I'm at. I'm just going to operate on this level. But I mean, most of you who are listening are, you know, you're conscious, you're awakened, like, you know, that if you want something, you have to think and live it now. And so you have to build for the business that you want. You can't build your business for the business that you have right now if you're serious about scaling, if you're serious about having success that isn't reliant upon the amount of time that you were able to put in that day, that week, that month, or even that year, right? And so my business partner, Athena, and I, we are so passionate about helping um, you know the women who are in our community to realize that not only is it possible for you to have somebody to support you right now, but it's actually necessary for you to bring somebody in earlier rather than later. Because again, you put that arbitrary mile marker out there and say, well, once I get to 10K months, then I'm going to hire someone. But what happens in doing that is you're actually preventing yourself from getting to that point because you're so spread so thin to make that happen. And then you run into the issues of unsatisfied clients, right? This is a big one. Have you ever had a client stop paying you or stop showing up, right? That's because you aren't necessarily delivering. Of course, we are always, we're always going to have clients who fall off. It's just a part of business. But you know, if you're seeing this happen more frequently, it's because you're not delivering at the capacity that you should and can be. And so when you have the support, it enables you to exponential, like exponentially increase your ability to help people. Um, you know, we are all about bringing on revenue generators, meaning we bring in people who are actually stepping into a role that's monetized. So the first thing that we'll hire out is we'll bring somebody in to come in and actually drive leads for you. I want to talk about that for a second, right? Yeah. Because now, because now we're talking about needing to hire a team, right? And that's the extension. I remember one of my first millionaire mentors, one of the most powerful things she told me, she says, Adam, you know what your problem is? She says, you ask yourself every day in the morning, what do I need to do to make, to generate a lead? What do I need to do to make a sale? She says, what you need to ask yourself is who can I get to generate a lead for me? Who can I get to make a sale for me? She said, that's your journey to begin scaling. So with that, that's what we're talking about now is like, you have to start thinking, okay, from what do I need to do to who needs to do this? And there's a lot of things to outsource, right? You can outsource your customer service. You can outsource your lead gen. You can outsource your sales. You can outsource your marketing. What do you outsource first? Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, usually we'll start with like, what's your biggest gap, right? What is the biggest gap in your company? And for most people, it is leads. Like for at least in our community with, um, you know, with female coaches, usually leads are their biggest challenge. Either they don't have a system that works, they simply don't have a system, um, or their system just isn't bringing the right, you know, the right people into their world. So that's where we will always, almost always start, right? We'll assess what's going on for you. Do we need to generate more leads? Do you have consistent bookings on your calendar? Like, 
you know, whether that be your calendar or their calendar or sales on your pages, do you have enough people who are actually seeing your offer? So we'll usually start with that, with the leads. Um, and then from there, right, because now we've dialed up that level. And if you're doing high ticket coaching, hopefully you're doing sales calls, um, whether that be you or somebody else. But our goal is let's get that off your plate as quickly as possible, because if you're generating enough calls, your calendar should be pretty full and you really need to be in the driver's seat of the company. You need to be in fulfillment. You need to be supporting your clients, ensuring that they have everything that they need to be successful. So get out of the sales calls. Let somebody else convert for you. Um, and what's so amazing about those two roles, just the lead gen and the sales. So sales can be fully dependent on the money that they generate for you, meaning that you're not pulling out of your pocket to bring this person into your company to, to drive those sales. You're bringing in a qualified professional to come in and close sales for you. And then they get paid once they start closing for you. Right now, there's a lot of different methodologies around this. You can bring in a base, whatever it might be. But um, the, the point is you want to get outside of the box. You want to start thinking outside of the box. How can I put people into the company in a way that makes sense for the bottom line of the company, but also in a way that makes sense for the person working for me? So, for example, with the leads. So usually with the leads, because they're just driving leads, so leads aren't necessarily bringing cash in right away. Right. They need to take that next step. So with the leads, we will bonus our team or give our team extra commission on leads who actually convert. So we are paying them out of pocket on the front end, um, but we pay an hourly rate. Um, and it's, it's a super fair rate. It's something that you could easily do this. You could easily afford to do this. Um, you know, two, 400 bucks a month, something like that, that you can easily invest into having qualified leads generated into your company on a consistent basis. And then again, if those convert into sales, now you can bump them. You can give them a bonus, right? So you can make it lucrative and challenge them to go exactly. out and find those. hundred percent. That's okay. right. Yeah. I love that you gamify the compensation. One of my other mentors taught me that compensation drives behavior. And mm -hmm. one of the mistakes that I made when I was outsourcing my appointment setting is I never had, I didn't have performance um, incorporated into that. I just had a base pay. So, you know, I'm paying thousands of dollars for Legion and then no leads come in in a month, like very little compared to what they were. Well, wait a minute, why did they fall off? And why is this appointment gen generator getting paid the same as if they were performing great, right? So it's like rewired the comp plan, made a performance and all of a sudden the leads go through the roof. So compensation does drive behavior. And that's what I wanna give everyone permission on today based on what you're sharing, Megan, is like, Get, permi get permission to be creative with how you pay people. A lot of times people just think inside the box, you know, what do I just pay this person? But be creative. If you're tight and you're bootstrapping your, your coaching business or startup, like come up with creative ways with what you have, you know, and sometimes you don't have a lot to give and you have to do performance-based pay. And that's okay if you're transitioning, but the mindset is you're, you're building a team that can get you out of the things that are draining you, taking your time so that you can get into your strength zone. And so I love what Megan said about starting out by replacing lead gen. That's a great place to begin to start the skilling process. And step two is moving into replacing yourself in sales. So when do you begin to replace yourself in fulfillment? When would you say that would begin? So typically that's going to be the next 
for us at least, that's usually going to be the next hire because now you've got consistent sales coming in, right? If, if all of your systems are working efficiently, um, usually that next hire will be that fulfillment person because now you have more clients coming in. There's new chance, you know, new challenges that your clients are going to be facing that maybe you didn't think about, or you know, the way that you're serving them. You know, maybe they're going to handle office hours for you, or um, you know, maybe they're actually going to do some accountability calls. So. Um, one of our coaches is, um, she shows up each week. She does mindset calls for our, for our clients. And this was something that we added in after the fact, because we were like, oh, they really need this. And I don't necessarily have the bandwidth or the, the know-how to give them like that in-depth right. training. So, so absolutely. You want to move into that place of having somebody to support you in fulfillment. The, your people are still going to want you on some level. And we still like for us, we still give our clients access to us on some level, but you want to start training them to get comfortable and training your team to get comfortable in leading your clients. Um, so definitely moving that in. And again, this creative thinking is you can also monetize that so you can tie in upsells, you can tie in um, contract renewals, all of these things, you can have that tied into that role in fulfillment. So now you can, again, you can gamify the process of it, right? Definitely. So if they do a great job, they're going to upgrade them and get compensated. I love that. And that's something as a CEO, you always have to be thinking about is how to help your people reach their financial goals. Because the moment that you just think your team is just going to stay settled with the current base and there's no incentive to do great, then you're going to have people perform at that level. They're just going to do enough to get paid because it's the same whether they shine or whether they, they don't, you know? So I love that you incorporate that. One of the things I wanted to highlight about what you were talking about is, you know, I think that a lot of times when you're talking about replacing yourself, I think a big limiting belief is that who can do it as good as I do. How do you deal with that? Yeah, actually, we just had a conversation with one of our clients yesterday about this. So, um, you know, it's a mindset. It's like you said, it's it's 100% a mindset and it is a growth opportunity. So one of the things that we have done to kind of help both help educate our team and train our team so that they can take these calls, but two, also to feel good about ourselves, making sure that our clients are getting the level of support that they need is we have our team doing office hours with two a week, one's with us, one's with our team. And so for 90 days, one of us is always showing up on the back end of that call. We have our video off, we're muted, we're doing other work, but we're listening in and then we're either typing out some responses and then sending those in private message to our team who's running the, who's running the calls. Or if it's like, oh, I need to speak into this, I can speak into this, then I'll, you know, I'll pop off. But in I'll pop off of mute, right? I'll turn my video on and, and I'll give the support that I need in that moment. But my team is taking note of every single thing that I'm saying. So that way, the next time that question comes up, they know how to answer it. And so in the beginning, I was constantly typing messages. I was constantly having to pop off. But now, right now, there there's barely a time where we have to do that. And we're now moving into where I'm going on vacation. My my yeah. business partner is going to be on vacation. So right, now, right. now you got to do it. And so you just have to trust yourself and trust yeah. your team enough to know that everybody's going to be supported. If you don't know the answer to a question, make sure your team it, it knows to say, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to go find out. I don't want to give you the wrong answer. And so they hop off the call, they call you, they box you, whatever they message you, they can get that answer to your, to your clients and make sure that they have what they need to move totally. forward. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a hard thing to let go sometimes, right? When you're the person that everybody is used to connecting with. And I think that to help you're, it's your, you're, you're, you're going to have a hard time transition, transitioning existing clients to other people um, because they're not used to that. And most of them won't accept it either. What you have to do is you have to onboard a new set of clients that work with somebody else who never got to know you because the moment they get to know you, they're not going to want to work with anybody else. Right. Right. right? <laughs> um, it's going to feel like a downgrade to them. So yeah, you have to onboard a new set of clients. So you finish up the contractual work that you have, and then you can let them know, Hey, unfortunately I'm going to be stepping out. Um, and you know, I'm going to, you know, you could still work with us, our team, um, but it's just not going to be with me anymore, but I'd be happy to renew with you. Um, or if not, you know, this is unfortunately going to be the end of my, my time here. And I've enjoyed our time together, you know, and you give them that option. And, and that's, that's the only way out. but make sure you're really ready to get out of the business when you do that. So you don't lose all this revenue from existing clients. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, the other big thing on that too, is to practice saying I versus we. So in the sales process, it's so easy to say, yeah, I can help you with that. Transitioning from the I to the we, we can help you with that. You don't do anything as a CEO. You're not, you're not, you know, it's not I anymore. It's yes. we will help you. Oh yeah. Can you guys do this? Yeah. We do that too. Yeah. My team will help you with that. My team will help you with this. And so that is the, so that you're painting images of the mind of them working with somebody else. Cause if you paint the image in the sales process of them working with you, like I'll help you with this. And then you backdoor them with a team that's going to support them. You're toast. They're going to be really upset that you're not the person they're working with. So pre-framing that up front will be a great tool as well. The I versus we. So that's such a, such a good point. Actually, whenever, again, we were talking with that client yesterday, we literally went through her program guide and changed all of the I's or to, you know, to the client's name and changed it out to our team. So it does, it is so important. So good. Yes. I love this conversation. It's crazy. I had this surreal experience uh, these last few months because uh, I've just been this mythical character in our company because like we have leads coming in, sales happening and fulfillment happening without me. And, you know, like, I don't even know people's names that are coming in anymore, you know? And so they only know about me from the story that's been told, you know, the CEO started this company and this is how we know what we do. So it's been really interesting. So if you're a coach, the good news is there's hope. You don't have to be the person that does everything. What Megan's talking about is, is the truth, you know, it's, it's the way it's the truth, you know, and, um, you gotta be able to, to stretch that muscle of replacing yourself and getting systems in place that can run without you. So Megan, thank you so much for this fun conversation on scaling up. I think it was so much value dropped in like the last 20 minutes, like whoever's watching this, their life could, could just completely change implementing what we talked about. Um, but where can they find more of you? If they're listening, where can they find more? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can visit, uh, we have a Facebook community. It's called Ladies Who Scale, which is actually ladieswhoscale.com. This is where all the action happens. Athena and I are going live in the group um, weekly. We're sharing, posting, like all sorts of stuff just to really help and give the tools and strategies necessary to be able to scale. So it's really the best place to go. Um, And then we also have a website. It's letsscale, L-E-T-S-S-C-A-L-E.io. Um, you can check that out for, um, for more info on us, but honestly, the action is happening in ladies who scale. So come hop over there join in with us and you can connect with the thousands of other women who are doing this great work in the world. Perfect. Go check out ladies who join the Facebook group. It's free, right? It's free. free to join. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and enjoy Megan and what she's doing. She's, she's got a lot of great, great strategy. That's a free value. And so go check her out. And if you guys haven't already, make sure to subscribe to this channel. Uh, leave a, leave a six star review. I think there's only five stars, put an extra star there and uh, <laughs> comment below. And we're just, uh, we're going to be bringing some more hot topics around building smart businesses. So thank you, Megan, so much for being with us and for just blessing us with some great information. So appreciate you for, for being on. Thanks for having me, Adam.